Hello, witches and wanderers. My name is Missa. And my name is Katie, and welcome to the Baby Witch Podcast. Hey, Katie. Hey, Missa. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. A little sleepy here on this Monday, but, you know, we're and ready to go. It might be a little punchy because I'm trying to keep myself awake, but yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I like Punchy Katie. Yep. Oh, you know Punchy Katie well because we were roommates in college when I was very sleep deprived. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think I slept at all sophomore year. Yeah. Going back to college, like, I don't know how I did the things I did, like stay up until 2 a.m. and then get up at 6 a.m. and like write a paper and somehow like graduate magna cum laude. I don't know how I did that. I think I might have died a little bit. Like, <laughs> You were very impressive with the lack of sleep that you could get in college. But it's also like kind of, I absolutely have to get up at like 6 or 6.30 every day. Yeah. And I couldn't have done that in college. Like, I never took an 8 a.m. class. No, not once in four years did I take an 8 a.m. class. Uh, there were some semesters where I only had afternoon classes. Yeah, no. And I took a couple of 9 a.m. classes, and those were awful. And they were 9 a.m. classes. Oh. Do you know how much stuff I get done by 9 a.m. every day? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, college. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking about the outer planets of the Zodiac. Um, now, these are a bit unique because they can't, they do affect you individually, but also because their transit times are so long, um, like the smallest transit time is Jupiter, which is an entire year. Um, but the longest transit time is Pluto, which is in the same place for 10 to 20 years. So these are genera generational planets. They don't just affect you individually, but they can affect society as a whole as well. Yeah. So <clears throat> when you're thinking about the people in your age range um, that have similar traits to you, it's not just societal traits, you know, things that were going on in the world, but also uh, the effect of your outer planet placements. Mm -hmm. um, so today's episode, I think, is going to be a little bit shorter. The first astrology episode was super long. Um, mm -hmm. And thank you to everyone who listened and got through the whole thing. <laughs> um, so we're going to try to keep you know, the rest of them a little bit shorter. So it, you, you can listen to them, you know, on your commute or at the gym, whatever. I don't go to the gym. Wait, do people go to the gym still? I guess they do. I found out. Um, so my dad still goes to the same gym that I went to. Well, that I not that I went to that he's been going to since I was like 10. And he got me a membership forever ago. And like, when I was in high school and stuff, he'd, you know, we'd all go work out as a family, stuff like that. And I thought he canceled my membership like a year ago, but it turns out that the gym is like one of his clients and he's like, no, I don't want to like seem cheap with them. So I still have your membership there. Go work out there if you want. And I'm like, dad, it's a bodybuilder gym. Like, <laughs> with as much as you like do yoga and go hiking, I, you don't ever need to go into a gym. Yeah, I don't get, I don't know. Sometimes I need more cardio and it's hard to get cardio in the winter outside of a gym. So I don't know. That's I'll believe you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. So I think we're going to get started by talking. So we, or we left off um, mm -hmm. two weeks ago talking about Mars 
Um, we're going to skip the asteroid belt because that is a whole level of astrology that I know nothing about and yes, I- am not ready to research. <laughs> Yes, I know a little bit about them. I think I've heard a couple podcasts about them, but I still don't entirely understand. I know that uh, Chiron and Lilith are important, but... Yep, that's what I I know too. Yeah, but I don't really know why, and I don't know how they affect my chart. I mean, I like, we're talking about the outer planets today, and I'm like just figuring those out, so... I just Googled it, and Chiron apparently isn't even an asteroid. It's a comet. So that really shows us or shows you listeners how much we know. So maybe one day when we've evolved our own astrology practices and uh, knowledge about astrology, we can do an asteroid and other thing astrology episode. But uh, we're going to skip that section and move straight to the outer planets today. In the meantime, if you are interested in that, um, I believe the Fat Feminist Switch had a really good episode about the asteroids. So if you want to check that out. Yeah. I don't know what day it was on. I remember listening to it. And that episode is about the extent of my knowledge about asteroids. So the more you learn. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So moving on to Jupiter. Yes. So Jupiter uh, is the king of the gods. His Greek equivalent is Zeus. So I'm sure you all know a lot about Zeus. Not a lot of good things, um, but <laughs> don't take that up with Jupiter. Um, Wait, so Jupiter sorry. governs... Oh, So my favorite recent Jupiter thing is that Jupiter's moons are all named after, like, Zeus's mistresses. And then... <laughs> And then NASA sent a probe to Jupiter to see what was going on. And do you know what they named it? They named it Did they Terra. Name- they named yes. it Terra. NASA is so great. I know. Just, but- just science and mythology living harmoniously under one underfunded government agency. Yes, they are just trying to get through the Trump presidency like all of us. Oh, like all of us. Yep. Ugh, okay, so, anyway. <laughs> so Jupiter governs um, our morality and authority. Um, the, our ideologies, philosophies, it's, it's the big picture kind mm-hmm. of planet as far as how it affects us personally. Yes, and it can also affect um, generosity, expansion, luck, joy, optimism, truth, and it's known as the planet of plenty. Um, So it's also an interpersonal social planet. It shows how you will relate with society on a cultural and emotional level. Um, In your chart, it highlights that sign and infuses it into your life, how you attract good luck, And for example, I have Jupiter and cancer and one blurb I found about it is that it attracts the most good fortune when they are sympathetic and charitable. Um, Yeah. I mean, so I'm a, uh, my Jupiter is in Leo. Um, So even though it's one of those generational planets, Katie and I are uh, nine months Mm -hmm. apart. So Jupiter is one of the planets where I think you and the rest of our friends have, um, you said you were, what's that? I'm Jupiter and cancer. Cancer. Okay. I was, I, for some reason I thought you said something else and I was like, no, cancer comes before Leo. Um, 
Yeah, so I think you and the rest of our friends have your Jupiter in Leo, but because my or in Cancer, but because my birthday is later on in the year, um, I'm uh, Leo Jupiter. So it said that Leo Jupiters are generous with others and inspire creativity. Um, they're great leaders. So if you think of Leo, remember as being like the king of the jungle back in our uh, Big Three astrology episode. Uh, so you've got the king of the jungle meeting the king of the gods, um, which I thought was interesting because I've always uh, had trouble with authority figures uh, because I've always felt like I should be the authority figure. <laughs> and I'm wondering if it has to do with my Jupiter placement. Maybe that could be it. Yeah. And then the uh, other interesting thing about um, Jupiter is that its transit is exactly a year. And I mean, clearly the transit time is sometime between like the summer when some of our other friends are born and your birthday, which is at the end of September. But it almost makes me think about the Chinese zodiac and how, you know, they have one sign for each year. Um, and I wonder if there's almost like some cross contamination there. So I don't know. It's, I just thought that was an interesting crossover. Huh. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. No. Um, so yeah, the other thing I wanted to talk about with the outer planets is, and I, we touched on this in the last episode, is that the planetary placements don't just affect um, you based on where they are in your natal chart, but also, especially with the outer planets, because they expand such a broad period of time, the placement that they're in today affects, uh, ha has an effect on you. It's just similar to if you think about like how the full moon has an effect on you. People always talk about like, oh, the crazies come out of the full moon. Uh, yes, that's me. I'm one of the crazies. No. <laughs> Uh, but so where the, uh, where, you know, whatever sign uh, the planets are in also affects you. So Jupiter right now, when we're recording this, and I think when you're listening to it as well, is in Sagittarius. But on December 3rd, it's going to be moving into Capricorn. And Capricorn, uh, Jupiter is a time to expand your experience uh, and trust the universe, which I thought was very um interesting for 2020 yes and we'll i don't know i'll talk more about this in um the saturn thing but some people are freaking out because saturn and uh jupiter are both going to be in capricorn and yeah yes. and they think it means that like big shit's happening in january of 2020 but I hope so. I mean, it'd be better if big shit was happening in January of 2021, if you know what I'm saying, but. I know what you're saying. Um, I want to do just a little aside because we recorded the astrology episode. It came out um, on October 21st, but we didn't discuss, I think we recorded it. Yeah, we recorded it during Libra season, but can we just talk about briefly and we might cut this later but that the impeachment started during Libra season during justice yes. season yes it did and that's great and it should happen and then we're going into Scorpio season which I think is good because it means that there's like grudges so yeah and then it'll roll into Sagittarius who don't take no shit and um <laughs> and is more rebellious and then it goes into Capricorn who's 
like the head bitch in charge of the zodiac, in my opinion. But I am biased. Yeah, structure and rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, the way that the the stars are lining up is going to be good for our country. Yes. Or yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> um. Just you know, be on the lookout for or. What what am I trying to say be here? Wary, maybe? Yeah. No, just be yeah, be not wary, but be aware of you know these bigger the signs that these bigger planets are in. It's it's hard sometimes if you're not a diehard astrology person to be like, oh, I know Mercury's in this sign and this means this, and I know Mars and like because they change so rapidly. But with these bigger signs, it's easier to be like, okay, we're going into Jupiter and Sagittarius or Jupiter and Capricorn season. And I need to be focusing on this for the next year. Yeah. So again, like I I was talking, I was saying earlier, um, look to Jupiter and Sagittarius as a time to, uh, you know, try new things and, and have faith in the King of the gods. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, trust, trust yourself, trust the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, Next is Saturn, and we're going to, like, dedicate an entire episode to Saturn, so this is just going to be a really brief overview, but, uh, yeah, Saturn is fear, structure, discipline, wisdom, boundaries, work, responsibilities, maturity. It teaches you the hard lessons of the Zodiac. Um, the hard lessons. Hard lessons. <laughs> Saturn is the daddy of the Zodiac, and you better fucking believe it. Yeah. Um, um, so Saturn is the god of time. Um, so if just be noticing the time, how much time is passing, how much time you have. Um, it, so in a way that Jupiter expands, again, we were talking about expanding experiences. Um, Saturn is restricting. Saturn is those rules. Um, we talked in the big three astrology episode about how Saturn um, rules Capricorn. So if you think of Capricorn as being the super structured, um, you know, sun sign, that's because of Saturn. So Saturn is, is structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and limits and boundaries. It's um, yeah. Again, but, we're going to talk way more about yeah. this, but yeah, we're going to talk way more about it, but like the summary is that like Saturn tells you what you need to be doing with your life and what you're doing wrong. Um, but the kind of flip side to that is that Saturn is also your fear. Um, so sometimes because like, you know, it's weird because your sign in Saturn can determine where you should be going in your life, but because it's in Saturn, you can also be a little insecure or uncertain about it. It's, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Saturn being in Capricorn. Um, again, I'm, I, you're tired of hearing us say that we're going to talk about our Saturn returns, but that's because we're living it and it's been We're rough. only talking about astrology because <laughs> we want to rant about this for an entire episode. So, yeah. Yes, this is it. We're giving you all this background just so we can do this this next episode um but so saturn and capricorn again saturn rules capricorn so it's like double 
like Saturn time right now. Mm -hmm. The last couple of years, Mm -hmm. double Saturn. Um, It's been a time of conservation and moderation and structure um, and looking toward the long term. So you've definitely been feeling that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, over the over the last couple of years. Yeah. And so Saturn's transit is about every two and a half years. Um, Saturn has been in Capricorn since December of 2017. And um, I mean, it's kind of weird because it goes into retrograde mid 2020 and goes back into Capricorn for um, a few months. But um, for the most part, uh, Capricorn gets out or Saturn gets out of Capricorn in March of 2020. Um, so I don't know, actually, I think that make, means 2020 is going to be super revolutionary because the entire year is going to be a mix of Saturn in Capricorn and in Aquarius. And, um, but it's going to be, I don't, I think it's going to be a good thing because like Saturn is this really powerful energy for change and structure and maturity, which our president is a toddler. So we need that. Um, but I think Aquarius is the sign of like revolution and change and our, our country needs that a little bit right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, this is the first episode I think where we've talked politics at all. Um, we're definitely going to get more into that as we progress. Um, it's definitely a big mm-hmm. part of my practice. So if, you really kind of enjoyed these little tidbits stay tuned if you were like whoa whoa trump hating witches we never (laughs) heard of such a thing first of all uh i I don't believe you (laughs) i mean i've heard of like heathens that are kind of like conservative witches or like witches that have really strict gender roles but for the most part witches don't like trump like i've never gone to a witch thing and have people be like well trump um, he's a good guy. It's usually like, fuck Trump. And if you don't agree with me, so yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Did we want to say anything more about Capricorn, about Capricorn, about Saturn? Um, No, because like I said, we're, as we have said multiple times, we are going to rant about that for an entire dang episode. So let's move on to Uranus. I, one day you're going to say that and I'm not going to laugh. Uranus? Today's not that day. Uranus. See, I, I pronounce it Uranus, which is not like way better, but it's not your anus. So yeah, I don't know. I still think it's just a planet, but I've also like grown a little defensive of Uranus because I'm an Aquarius and that's our ruler planet. So Oh man, this is going to okay. be a rough time. Okay. Let's get to it. <laughs> so I'm again, I'm going to pronounce it Uranus because I just, I can't say it the other way. Um, uh, what's the uh, Greek counterpart? Um, I think it might just be Uranus. It's not Christ. No, I, I think it's just sure. Uranus. I think it's the same in both because I'm thinking back to, because Uranus is kind of the like, so Saturn is Jupiter's grandfather and Uranus is Saturn's father. And I think, like, when I was learning Greek mythology back when I was a kid, it's still Uranus. Damn it. I was really trying to get out of you saying Uranus a million times, but it's not going to work. Okay. So Uranus. 
Um, y'all, we are 29 years old. This, I should be able to say something else. Okay. So Uranus is the god of the sky and the heavens. And, oh, you know what it is? Okay, sorry, I just Googled it. Um, it is the same in both. It's just spelled slightly okay. differently. In one of the languages, it has an oh. O-U instead okay. of just a U. Also, if we didn't say it, Cronus is the Greek version of Saturn. I don't think we said that, but. Oh, no, I don't think we did either. Um, <clears throat> so, Uranus is the god of the sky and the heavens. Um, so he is affecting your innovations. So, yeah, so yeah, go for Uranus it. is rules over rebellion, revolution, uniqueness, innovation, invention, individuality, flexibility, anarchy, and being a pioneer. Um, and on a generational level, because Uranus, we're getting into those planets where it's not just affecting like clusters of people every two or three years. This planet rules over um, like seven years. So if you think about it, that's almost a decade. That's a big chunk of time. Um, but its goal is as a, on a societal level is to advance society and acts as a guiding principle to kind of like give you a kick in the butt and move forward. Yeah. So again, if we um, think back to Aquarius. Um, Katie had mentioned that Uranus governs Aquarius. Um, it's it's the innovative. It's the the weird hippie uh, sign. You know the the free thinkers, the free spirits. That's Uranus. That's um, you know your Uranus sign is going to. Um, and it's again, it's not just you. It's it's the people of your generation um, are going to have these same kind of qualities and values. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we talked before about uh, how Katie has six signs in, in Capricorn. Now, technically a stellium is three or more, but I'm going to say that Katie has a du yeah. double stellium just because I six is so many. And when it's that much, um, it's but, called a bowl. So I have like a bowl of when all my planets, because even like, Aquarius is just one off of Capricorn and Sagittarius is just one off of Capricorn. So it's kind of like I have all of these planets bunched together and then like my Jupiter is in Cancer, which is directly across and it's a little weird. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but again, if you think of, or so Katie and I have uh, uh, Uranus in Capricorn. It's part of at least my Capricorn stellium. I've got Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Um, so the Capricorn Uranus, uh, values rules. So, which is interesting. So Uranus is the free thinker, the free spirit. Um, but our sign is a Capricorn Uranus. And again, this isn't just us. This is people, um, in our kind of our generation. Uh, so the, the free thinker, uh, who values rules. So what do we want to do? We want to make new rules. We are tired of the old rules. We are ready to make mm -hmm. some change. Um, again, talking about what's been going on generationally, um, you know, how it affects mm -hmm. a generation. What do you What do you think about millennials? We want to make some friggin' yep. changes, okay? And also, we're sick of your diamonds. Please stop trying to sell them to us. I'm um, your, but uh, Uranus. If you um, 
aren't uh, Uranus and Capricorn like us, then generally just think about um, how Uranus is going to affect your individuality and where you want to stir things up. Um, it's also your places where you're refusing to blend in and where you're a little bit odd. In Capricorn, it questions traditions, redefines success, um, and it finds alternative approaches to goals. So yeah. Yeah, so uh, the current sign uh, of the current Uranus placement is in Taurus. Um, and Taurus is a little um, related to, to money and possessions. So right now is a time to reevaluate your money and possessions. Um, and we may find that our values about money are shifting abruptly. So it's time to focus on new ways to do business and to make money. And yeah, that feels very appropriate for the mm -hmm. current time. Yeah. I mean, people are constantly, I mean, just look at podcasts. We're not making money off of this podcast. Uh, but this is something that wasn't around. I mean, maybe it was around five years ago, but not to the extent mm -hmm. that it is today. So it's definitely a time to, if you have a crazy business venture, do it. Um, your Taurus is the time to do it. So Neptune, which is Poseidon in Greek mythology, um, controls intuition, dreams, imagination, ideas, compassion, psychic gifts, spirituality, deception. Um, it is rising above the ego. It's a poetic outlook. Um, and... Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff to it. Um, I mean, it's one of the bigger generational signs because it spends 14 years in a single zodiac sign, which I guess uh, I was doing some research into the like how long each uh, planet is in a sign and Pluto can be in a sign for as short as 10 years. So sometimes Neptune is in a sign for longer than Pluto just to give you a little bit of perspective. Yeah. Um, well, and I mean, so the planet Terry orbits again, where's NASA? We need their input, but they don't, they're not all like circular. Um, like if you ever look at the orbits, some of them are like oblong and really funky looking. So that's kind of why if you, I'll just orbit in a perfect circle mm -hmm. no yeah they do not yep. <laughs> um, but yeah so you're gonna look to your Neptune placement to see like what rules your your spirituality and your psychic abilities um, what kind of mm -hmm. inspires you and yeah and it can also be how you relate or your hopes for society yeah so um, again Katie and I both have uh, a Capricorn Neptune again, Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn. Um, so funny. I, again, I'm going to break. So sorry, you guys, or you all, this is just what you get to listen to by signing up for our podcast. Um, I had uh, a tarot reading yesterday and she asked my, you know, sun, moon and rising signs. And I, I gave them to her and I'm all air. And she goes, I really feel earth in there. And I thought, hmm, that's strange. And then I thought about it more. And then the reading kept going. And I was like, oh, it's probably my Capricorn stallion that you're reading. Yep. Capricorn Neptunes. Um, again, Capricorn is, you're going to learn a lot about Capricorn talking to me. Uh, 
governs your your rules and your structures and neptune is more you know more spiritual and it's gonna be so it's Capricorn Neptunes need like realistic fantasies, attainable mm-hmm. dreams. Um, we're not happy with just thinking about, you know, well, what if I win the lottery? It's like, okay, well, what if I win $50,000 in the lottery? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Neptune and Capricorn was from 1984 to 1998. So if you think about it, like that is like the what is stereotypically like the heart of the millennial generation so i mean and i also feel like part of the reason why we're kind of trying to be a more realistic generation is because a lot of us like grew up or i know missa and i went to college and graduated like in the middle of and in the aftermath of the great recession so for us like i well I can't speak for you, Melissa, but I know for me, it was kind of like, well, what can I do? What can I get done? No one is hiring right now. What is the, what can I get done? What are some realistic expectations for myself? But yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's our generation is we're not asking for the kinds of things that, you know, our parents' generations were asking for. We're asking for like simple things like can we just like retire when we're 65 Mm -hmm. would that be okay do you think that's enough can we just work one job Uh, can we just have Mm -hmm. minimum wage be a livable wage those are the kinds of things that we are asking for we're not asking for I want to say the stars and the moon because I kind of am because I'm a witch Mm -hmm. but you know I'm not asking for my own island I would just like maybe a house Mm -hmm. to own well and I saw (laughs) Gosh, I saw an awful meme, but I really resonated with it, which was that my retirement plan is to either die or for society to collapse. And yeah, yeah, that's 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 my retirement plan. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, even thinking about like, what was the biggest dream in college? It was when you would cross a street and cars were coming at you and you're like, just, just hit me. Oh yeah. Come on, Mm -hmm. hit me. I need money, please no. hit me with your car. And there was somebody on like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, some girl, and she's like, I did it. I lived the dream. I got hit by a campus <laughs> bus. And now my tuition is free. And we're just like, yes, girl, you did it. Attainable goals. Attainable goals. That's our generation. It sucks a big one, but it's uh it's our generation. Um Yeah. Uh, And then I wanted to talk actually about Neptune's current Mm -hmm. placement. So Neptune is now in Pisces, uh, which is way different than Capricorn. And it is, so now there's a a focus on fantasy and imagination. And I should really look up what the dates are for that. So Neptune is in Pisces from, uh, there's weird retrograde stuff in the dates I'm seeing, but it's basically from like April, 2011 to January 2026. Yeah, so if you think about, uh, because Neptune does rule spirituality, um, there's been a big resurgence in witchcraft, um, you know, in the last few years, not even just, I mean, really in the last probably two or three years, I've seen a lot, um, again, politically women are kind of, or not just women, um, but are taking back witchcraft as a way to, 
reclaim an identity. Um, but I did my thesis on witchcraft from 2011 to 2012. Like it was already resurging back then. So I wonder again, if the Neptune and Pisces had mm -hmm. anything to do with that. Cause there's the, the Pisces is the imaginative mm -hmm. uh, artistic yeah. side. And just this blurb that I'm reading. Um, and this is on cafeastrology.com. I do want to cite my sources. Um, but it says, uh, Neptune in Pisces is especially sensitive, intuitive, and imaginative. It can also be rather escapist. Um, and it's capable of great devotion and your dreams can kind of flourish, which is, I don't know, that's a little interesting. So. Uh, I, can I just make a little aside? Uh, cause you said escapist and. I'm going to plug Ronan Farrow's book because it's so good. Read Catch and Kill. So good. Uh, but there is a part where uh, Ronan Farrow's fiance, they got engaged. Uh, John Lovett was being followed by Black Cube. And then they like stopped following him because his, he was too boring. His uh, pattern was too predictable. And he, his boring or like, I'm interesting. I go to escape rooms. And escape rooms are another thing that's really popular all mm -hmm. of a sudden. Um but yeah, because we're, we're in a time where, yeah, we're, we need some escapism. Yeah. Life sucks. And coincidentally, TV is like in its golden age. So yeah, there's a lot of escape escapism through television, I think. Oh, absolutely. I don't watch anything mm -hmm. realistic. I'm like superhero shows, which mm -hmm. shows, that's the end of the shows that I watch. <laughs> All right, well, that... Let's wrap it up. Let's move on to Pluto. Yeah, let's talk yeah, Pluto. So Pluto is like also up there with big generational planets. It can spend 10 to 20 years in a single sign. Um, it's about transformation, death, drive, rebirth, um, limits of consciousness. Um, and to give you kind of some idea of the themes of Pluto, um, it's Pluto is like the god of the underworld. It's Hades in Greek mythology. So yeah, it's the planet of death. But like, if you're familiar at all with a lot of cycles that are um, a part of witchcraft, there's always this like, life, death, and then rebirth cycles. And you see it in the tarot, you see it um, in a lot of shadow work. But it's the idea that like, you have to die to be reborn as something better. Death is not the end. Death is just a, a change, mm -hmm. a transformation. Um, but yeah, so again, God of the Underworld, counterpart is Hades. Um, Katie and I, interestingly, in addition to have, to, in addition to having our Saturn and Capricorn, our Pluto, and not just us, again, it's a huge span of time, but our Pluto is in mm -hmm. Scorpio. It's my only water sign. Um, yeah, and, uh, Pluto rules Scorpio. Scorpio is the death, uh, the death, <laughs> sorry, Scorpios. Uh, death sign. Yeah, the death sign. I didn't want to say the death sign, but it's the death sign. And I mean, even like Samhain falls during mm -hmm. Scorpio season. But then like it's the like, death of an old year and the rebirth of a new year. So, hey. Exactly. I mean, Samhain is a time and I mean, right now we're, while we're recording this, we're about to enter into uh, Capricorn or Capricorn season. Oh my gosh, girl. We're about to enter into Scorpio season, 
Um, but the veil is already thinning from where we sit. Um, I've been feeling it hard. I mean, just all the time, just like, why, why am I feeling this? I was like, okay, I can already feel the veil thinning. That's, that's what's going on with me. And granted, I've been doing some things that kind of artificially thin the veil a bit, but still it's like, for whatever reason, like one of my great grandfathers is hanging around a lot and it's weird and I don't know it's why. Pluto, um, individually, it's where you look for meeting, change, transformation. And as a generational um, planet, it's like the creative destruction that is um, specific to your generation. And because, um, you know, Scorpio doesn't just uh, rule, what am I trying to say? It doesn't just rule death. It also rules like, um, uh, it rules, yeah, it rules rules your subconscious and it rules liminal spaces. It's a water sign. So there's a lot of intuition in there. It's also a very witchy sign. So a lot of people think that part of the reason why we're seeing this big um, witch resurgence is because the generation that is Pluto and Scorpio, which was from 1983 to 1995 is coming of age and we're just kind of naturally drawn to witchcraft like catnip yeah okay so pluto's in capricorn meaning and again capricorn is structures Mm -hmm. y'all are capricorn experts Mm -hmm. now so pluto in capricorn is (laughs) um so pluto in capricorn is about breaking down the structures so again capricorn is your structures and pluto is is death and the end, but also a change. So it's time to rebuild structures. So right now the planets, again, gosh, I'm just going to keep saying it y'all are the the stars are aligning. Mm -hmm. The planets are aligning. Um, We've got a time to, to break down structures and um, you know, and rebuild them in the way that, that, uh, that we want. And of course, again, are, are the Scorpio Plutos, are the ones who are coming of age right now and being able to make change in the world. Um, This is really our time to get that done. So I guess the last time um, Scorpio was in Cap, not Scorpio, uh, Pluto was in Capricorn um, was during the American revolution, which was a little bit of a dramatic time. Like, and I don't know if this happened at the same time, but there was a lot of revolution around the same time. Um, Like I think the French revolution happened within a few years of the American revolution. It was, a very dramatic time for the world um and it almost like it has a lot of people freaked out like some people are like oh my god we're gonna have another event that is just as big as the american revolution so i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what happens yeah absolutely and again i mean the way that we've talked about the rest of the the bigger planets too and and what's been going on there's all this kind of dramatic change um, especially with so many of these signs being in Capricorn, mm-hmm. um, structures are what's really changing. Yeah. You know, we're we're well, okay. taking we're changing yeah, the old I structures. Think for like a few months next year, and again, like Saturn is going to retrograde between Capricorn and Aquarius for a few stages. But there's going to be like a significant amount of time next year when both when all three Jupiter, Saturn. And um, Pluto are all going to be in Capricorn at the same time, which is a motherfucker. So, yeah. Yeah. Now you'll know how we feel with our cap stallions. Well, I guess we discovered that Katie has a cap. You a said bowl. it was a bowl? I guess it's like a slang term. 
Um, oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, no, it's, now you know how I feel. It's a lot of stress, a lot of stress and a lot of like, no, you can do better. Don't rest. Drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so those were the generational planets, the outer planets. You're now experts in astrology. Just kidding. You know nothing. Yeah. We know nothing. Yes. This is a good jumping off point to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys, I got to stop saying guys, if you all know um, good astrology 101 books, uh, what you've heard me talk about over the last few weeks, that's everything I know about astrology pretty much. Like that, I just regurgitated all the information that was inside my brain to you. I would love to know more. Um, so if you have books that are great with like astrology 101, please send them my way. The, all the astrology books that I see right now, again, because a lot of the, the witches that I follow on social media are really good at astrology. So the ones that they're recommending are like, a little bit more advanced than what I need. So if you have some beginner guides, please, uh, please let me know. You can let us know at uh, uh, our Instagram or Twitter at babywitchpod, or our email is babywitchpod at gmail.com. Yeah, just to reiterate, we're not experts. We're just kind of, you know, trying to help fellow newbies learn stuff. So if there's anything we did wrong, please be patient with us and feel free to send us an email. Yeah, definitely, definitely correct us. Don't let us be out here spreading bad information. Uh, we can always, you know, we, we love to learn and love to um, get that information out there. All right. All right. Anything else no, you want to add? It. Okay. We'll talk to you in two weeks on the next Magical Bye. Monday.